And now, we'll fight open mic. The Bass Jackers. I just came home actually from tour. Hey guys, this is Phoenix Paul. Hey, what's up? This is Sean Frank. We'll fight DJs and your favorite artists. Sophie Francis. Sophie, thanks for joining us today. Hi, super nice to join you guys. What's up, guys? This is Ahmed Van Buren. Now, open mic. Hello. How are you? <laughs> hey, how are you? Hey guys, it is DJ What The Heck here today with another edition of Open Mic. Super excited about this one because I am talking with Dagny. Dagny, thanks for coming on. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, so you're currently in Norway right now. Yeah, I'm in Norway where I live. And uh, because of the whole Corona situation, I'm kind of stuck here for the foreseeable future. But it's pretty good. I mean, I'm enjoying the summer. So uh, it's good. Yeah what's uh how are things going in norway regarding the whole corona situation there how are things to be honest like norway was pretty like early um with shutting the whole country down so in the last i'd say at least the last month maybe even the last month and a half it's kind of felt a bit like normal again Mm -hmm. i mean the biggest difference right now is probably the fact that um us musicians can't really do festivals or gigs over a certain amount so but that, that feels like really the only thing that's not normal. Right. So if you would walk around the streets in Oslo, you wouldn't even notice that the whole Corona situation has been happening. So it's a bit strange. I mean, it was like such a different year from what I think everyone was expecting. And there's been so many like contrasts, like suddenly you're like not able to do anything. And then suddenly you're like, okay, now we can do everything again, but it feels kind of weird. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, I've been, uh, yeah, it's kind of weird having a summer without festivals, but I'm trying to just enjoy it, really, because right. it doesn't really happen all that often. So, Right, yeah, yeah, it has been a very weird, weird, a very weird year, to say the least. My goodness, it's nuts. <laughs> How is it in North Carolina? Yeah, so everyone's got to wear masks if they go out and about, pretty much, is pretty much where we're at right now. And then the big thing now is... Obviously, schools are going to be starting back up in August. And so now it's this massive thing. Should we reopen schools? How should we reopen them? Should we open them at all? And yeah, yeah it, it's very interesting. And it's it's been a year, <laughs> to say the least. Definitely. In Norway, I do not know much about Norway, other than I will say I am a massive fan of soccer here in the United States and football over there, as they would call it in Europe. And I remember mm-hmm. following a player who got moved over to a team there in Norway. And I'm probably going to butcher this name. He played for Bodo Ghent. Bodo Glimt, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bodo Glimt, yeah. Bodo Glimt. Okay, so I remember him playing there. And he would post pictures of just the scenery and the stadiums. And I remember them being absolutely beautiful. So and after this whole... Yeah. Well. This whole Corona thing ends. Norway is on the bucket list of places to travel to. So, from coming from you, what would be like a destination must go see in Norway? Um, well, I mean, Budaglimt actually, just because you mentioned it, is uh, is up from the north uh, where I'm from, from a city called Buda. I'm from Tromsø, which is even further north. But mm-hmm. I would say, like, if you come to uh, Norway to visit. Um, I would probably like rent a car and just go driving for a week or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think if you hit the north, like during the right time where the weather is good, you will have like an out of this world experience. It's just beautiful and it's so peaceful. And there's, you know, these beaches and the the kind of eternal ocean and mountains mm-hmm. and, and it's incredible. But 
also, you know, the West Coast is pretty special. It's um, maybe a bit greener and um, you have these massive fjords uh, that just, you know, mountains that shoot straight up from the, from, the, from the water. And even for me being Norwegian, you know, the times that I get to travel in that area, it's just, that's when I realized just how beautiful Norway is. Yeah. So I would probably get out of the cities because I mean the cities are good, but but I think it's the it's the um, it's the non cities. I don't know what you call mm, it. Like yeah. it's, if you come to the smaller places and the more um, deserted areas, whatever mm -hmm. it's called, uh, it's it, that's when you really get the full experience. All right, so I'm gonna have to go see one about a glimpt game and then travel around. And just <laughs> yeah, and then just. Sorry, just travel. <laughs> that's yeah. all right. When I hit Norway, that's what I'll do. Yeah. <laughs> so and make sure you, you bring a lot of money because it's pretty expensive. And if you want to drink like a beer or something, mm -hmm. you're gonna be mind blown because it's it's probably like yeah, it's pretty expensive. It's expensive. So just, okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna start saving now. Yeah. Okay, this sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> so for you, what kind of got you into music production and songwriting? I, I would say that in many ways, I was pretty old compared to a lot of other people that are, you know, in music and most people I know, they started playing an instrument pretty early and, and they, they kind of found their voice pretty at a pretty early uh, age. And for me, I, I think I picked up the guitar when I was around 15 or 16. Mm -hmm. um, and it was, I think one of the most what feels to me like the moment where I, I kind of found music in that way was, um, do you remember this singer called Eva Cassidy? The name sounds familiar. Yeah, you should, she's a singer, songwriter in a way. Yeah. And there was this clip of her uh, on the television one Christmas where she was just sitting in this brown pub. I think it was somewhere in Brooklyn. And she was just playing on the guitar and it was really kind of, like moody and mm -hmm. and this amazing atmosphere and uh, and she had the most stunning voice and I just thought to myself like yeah that's that's what I want to do so I think once I picked up the guitar I realized that it was the songwriting bit that really intrigued me more than the performance or the singing or you know it was just telling stories through music um, and uh, I guess once I picked the guitar up and I started doing that, there was really no way back in a way. Yeah. Cool. I I played guitar for a couple of years and never got really any good at it. <laughs> and definitely did not decide to take up the singing portion of things. But okay, I can relate <laughs> with you to the guitar a little bit. Is there any other instruments that you know how to play? I think I think they're like, no, actually I'm a horrible instrumentalist. Like I will just uh, admit. Because sometimes, you know, people are like, oh, can't you just play a song on the piano? And I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that the most, the, the, the cool thing about writing your own music is that, like, you don't really have to be the best instrumentalist. You don't even really have to be the best singer. You don't even have to be um, the best anything. You just have to be able to tell a story or convey mm. an emotion, really, through, um, through, you know, your lyrics and your melodies. And... And I'm not really like one of those singer singers. I like I couldn't just sing anything, mm. but but I guess I found a way that I was able to to sing and tell in a way that kind of suited me. I guess, and I think that's a big 
secret to it, if anything. Yeah. So you are originally from Norway. You kind of picked up the guitar, and pretty early on in your career, you went to London. Now, yeah. was this a move that you were like nervous about doing, or were you like, "Come on, let's go, let's get there"? Yeah, no, I was definitely one of those adventurous uh, you like kids that just wanted to get out and see yeah. the world do all these things so when i moved to london it was like sticking my finger up in the air and just see where the wind blew it mm. wasn't it wasn't i didn't really have anything uh uh like i didn't know a lot of people in london and i didn't have like a big network or anything but i just knew that i wanted to get out of my hometown and see something new and experience something new and I'd been in like one writing session there and I thought, well, that's a start. So, mm -hmm. so it was really that simple. I, I guess it, it must have been scary at some point. Like the first year was definitely a bit challenging because I didn't really know what to do with myself. And I'd never lived away from home. And I was so used to having all these projects and all these jobs all the time. And suddenly I was in a city where I wasn't like nobody was expecting anything from me. So that was definitely like a transitioning period. But I think from those years in London, I like, grew and learned a lot and that's really when i um discovered a lot about music and music industry and about my own music and so it was a very important period i think in my life in many ways and so shortly after that period really your track backbeat came out that's right yeah yes. be honest i did not hear it until recently and i oh. heard it i looked it up i looked it up and i heard it and i was like oh my goodness and then i listened to it about 20 times over and over and over and over and over again <laughs> so it is now one of my favorite tracks from you just talk about making that track yeah that's that's so nice to hear and it's cool <laughs> that people are still like discovering it now like five years later yeah um back was I would say a turning point. Um, I was kind of like a typical example of like a struggling musician in London, like mm. trying to play lots of gigs, didn't mm. really make any money, like didn't really, wasn't really um, wanted in any ways. And I was doing very like singery songwriter music. And, and one day my, my best friend, who's my drummer, mm. Harry, his mom just kind of sat me down and she was like, so uh, I think you have two choices. You could either go, and like enter some TV competition like Idol or X Factor, or you just have to like toss all your own material and start something new because this isn't working for you. And I was like, <laughs> it was such a hard conversation, but it was also so important in a way because mm. uh, I think I was just stuck. Uh, and then shortly after, I met the guy, Sam McCarthy, who I ended up writing Backbeat with. And we started like instead of kind of sitting and playing on an acoustic guitar and doing like really beautiful melodies we kind of just started like you know making cool drum beats and like playing the electric guitar and just being a bit badass or mm -hmm. just a bit like rock and roll in our eyes right and uh <laughs> and backbeat was just 
one big jam. Like we put, we made this track and then we put the microphone to this super like radio um, vintage sound. And he was like, just sing, just don't think, just sing. And then backbeat happened. Um, and it was so different from all the other stuff that I had. So we thought, oh, nobody's going to be into this. But, but then we played it to my, um, I like friends and kind of team or band and stuff. And everyone's like, wow, yeah, this is, this is something else. And uh, obviously backbeat then being my first kind of proper single, it just changed a lot, I guess, for me. And it kind of became this new, new sound from, mm-hmm. from before. And I've had a lot of fun with it. Yeah. It's a great track. It's, it's definitely a favorite of mine now, especially, my goodness. Um, another <laughs> one that I didn't, you co-wrote Katy Perry's Never Really Over. Yeah, or I guess I guess you could say that. Yeah, I get that what what really happened was that we had this track in two thousand and seventeen called mm-hmm. uh, "Love You Like That," mm-hmm. um, which was um, which was yeah. This we we had a very like we always kind of yeah. It, it's one of my like bigger songs, I guess. You hate that I usually don't open up. compared to like other big hits it wasn't really like a massive hit but mm. it's been a big song for me um and then we toured it and we played it and all that stuff and then about a year or two went by and suddenly the phone calls and it's like so this is uh, katie perry's management and uh, okay. we've kind of made a version uh, a song uh, for katie perry that's like our version of love you like that sort mm. of like their song was based on on my song and it was such a surreal thing. Like at first, um, I didn't really take it very seriously. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't believe that it was going to happen until I could like download it on my, on my Apple Music. Yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, that's that's kind of how that happened. And I'm very happy that they they reached out because they could have so easily just released a track, and it would have been very similar to my track. But, but I would probably never have done anything. You know, I wouldn't pick up a fight with like Katy Perry because that mm. yeah. <laughs> probably wouldn't do very well for me. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was really fun. It's fun to be on that side of, you know, that side of things. Right. Being a writer and not a the singer. Right. I mean, that's crazy enough. And then another surreal moment must have been working with Steve Aoki on Hit Your Heart. Yeah. 
That's right. Uh, he's he's awesome. I I love that guy. Yeah, that was that was also a weird one because we we wrote backbeat back in no sorry not backbeat the bullet which it was called bullet for a long time um, back in like 2016 maybe mm-hmm. or 15 um, and we played it live for about four years before it was released and during that time you know Steve Aoki and them they reached out to see if I wanted to do a collab and and um, and he sent me this track and and I wasn't really super keen on it so then i sent him back bullet or hit your heart mm. and i was like listen to this and he was he loved it and so <laughs> he was like i want to release this for my and i was like no no but i love it like it's my i, I want to be part of this song too and so we ended up just kind of doing it together and um and i've been able to like play with him a few times and he's he's really uh he's a what, what do you say he's like a force of nature yeah he's okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like he's such a hardworking guy and he's super nice. And so that was a really fun collab to do. And, and Hitchard is a song that um, that's very special to me. So it was it was fun that we got to do uh, to do that one together instead of some song that I hadn't written or hadn't really got like a personal relationship to, if you know what I mean. Right. Yeah. It's interesting you, know, you talk about Steve like that because something, another thing I just found out recently that he has his own pizza chain. I don't think there's anything he doesn't have because he's, you know, his documentary <laughs> is called like, I'll sleep when I'm dead. Uh, like I, I couldn't think of a more fitting title for his documentary because he's, he never stops and he's so involved in so many different things and it's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. He's, I didn't know about the pizza chain, though, but uh, yeah. I bet the pizza is really good. <laughs> yeah, I guess it must be. My goodness. <laughs> Even your pizza. Oh, man. Well, next up, we're going to have to have like Dagny pizza or something. Yeah. Yeah. Dagny. We'll Dagny. Uh, yeah, what should I make? Like da- Dagny bagels. Da- Ooh. Maybe. That, Dagny. that would be. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I would be on board with that. <laughs> That's cool. All right. So now we're going to have Dagny Bagels coming out and obviously your debut album, Strangers and Lovers. Mm. So let me just get this straight. It's kind of a two part release. And so the current release that's out right now is the Strangers part. Yes, which actually this is um, this is something that I've had to to get my head around myself a little bit because everything about this release was very much like thought through and you know there was this whole concept and and um the only thing that really i've kind of gotten wrong a little bit is that strangers lovers is placed the way it is because the first half is kind of the lovers half but it's when you go from strangers to lovers Mm. and then on the next half is kind of where you go back to being strangers again um so that was the whole inspiration behind the whole thing was Sorry, I'm making a lot of sound. sound. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, well, I just think it's weird how you 
I'm kind of fascinated by the how you meet someone and then you know there's they're, they're obviously a stranger and then fast forward say maybe a year you know they'll be you might be together and and that person becomes your your closest person and the person that you can always call and the person that's like the most natural person to call and they know any, everything about you and you know everything about them so at this point you've gone from strangers to lovers and then you know things end and just in this moment just in this day or this because of this one conversation or whatever you can end up then you know that's when you start the process of going from lovers to strangers again where you know fast forward again you the person that was the most natural person to call is suddenly now out mm. you know making new acquaintances and traveling the world or getting new jobs and and there's all these things happening in their life that you don't know anything about and it's so weird how that switch happens right um and just how you can suddenly feel like wow that person that was my closest person it's like i don't know them anymore um so i chose to kind of split the album in two and focus the first half on you know before and during a relationship and then the other half coming out in the autumn which is more kind of a darker season that's when you kind of talk about the the hard part of the relationship or the post relationship bit just made more sense to me like if i was going to put them all together those songs and serve them like that it just you know as a full it would just be just too big of a contrast in a way mm -hmm. gotcha. for it to feel um right interesting i think okay now knowing the backstory behind it i can kind of hear that theme in your track of somebody which yeah, actually, an acoustic version just recently dropped as well. That's all right. over the place. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's yeah. the, are you doing it on the phone, just perhaps? Yeah, that's, that's okay. That makes sense. I was for a moment there, I was thinking you were holding like a computer in your hand, and I was like, this is crazy. No, sorry. <laughs> it's just I literally like came through the door the second I was meant to call you, and I'm just oh. like. I haven't really like settled in for, <laughs> so I hope I'm not uh, ruining the sound. No, 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 this is, this is great. This is great. We could, we probably could have waited a little bit longer for you to settle in no. before we did this. <laughs> oh, great. It's good time of the day. Okay. Good time of the day. All right. Well, your track, Somebody. Yeah. And the acoustic version just dropped. Just tell a little bit about that track. So Somebody is um, probably one of like, my kind of favorite songs that I've ever done because it's my, like my goal with somebody was to try and capture this feeling that you have when you're like in love at the start. Where you called up my phone, I was all alone. Boys close to my ear, like the sound of a song. You said, Let's take a ride. This was lit July. We got lost in the night. So we drove around town in your beat-up car Soft sounds of your breath and the sound of my heart Don't remember the words, I know how I felt Is this trouble again? I never felt like this with somebody I never thought I'd feel like I do I never felt this close with somebody 
Somebody, somebody but you. Something about you and the way we fit, like the stars in the night. Heat of you on my skin. Had now you for long, but it felt like years from the second we met. I knew things would change. Everything would change. Everything would change. Don't remember the words I know how I felt. Is this trouble again? I never felt like this with somebody. I never thought I'd feel like I do. I never felt this close with somebody. Somebody. I think it's like one of the most all-consuming, exciting feelings you can have as a human being. There's being in love and there's on the opposite side, it's like sorrow. You know, when something's end or something is over. And, and both of them can be quite all-consuming, really. And so everyone's keep asking me, like, who's somebody about? Like, tell me who it is about. And it's like, it's not really about someone. It's rather trying to take what is it now 15 years of relationship experience <laughs> and um trying to kind of celebrate it all the time celebrate all the times that i felt that feeling and try and put it into one song that managed to convey that feeling um because it's like sometimes you just want to bring it up and even if you might not be in love you just want to kind of get a little bit of a sense as if you are um, so somebody is like my falling in love anthem. And I think whenever you really fall in love, I hate to like compare, I don't compare my relationships and I don't compare, you know, the different times I don't say, Oh yeah, this was a better love or this was a better love. But I think every time you do fall in love, like you, you always kind of feel like, wow, this is really special. Like, it's like, I've never, you know, I feel so I feel so much, kind of. And so that's really what the song is about. It's, uh, it's just, trying mm -hmm. to, just trying to capture that feeling. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I hope, I hope that, that people will listen to it and feel that. And, you know, some people probably will, and some people might not. But I think, like, somebody's kind of how it feels like to be, to be in to be like in that nervous excited stage of you know when you you're kind of like you know you're falling for someone but it's not like you haven't really sealed the deal yet if you know right. what I mean. yeah <laughs> so you're still a bit like nervous about the whole right thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah now that one it's like flip of a coin between backbeat and somebody being my favorite traction uh, that that was that's a great one i love it that's cool thank uh, yeah. you so obviously um the second half of your debut album strangers lovers lovers is supposed to drop september um yeah september or is it start of october it's uh we haven't like we i can't really i haven't really told anyone the date yet so okay <laughs> september october <laughs> okay september october ish yeah so <laughs> let's see why you kind of hit it on the gap between not wanting to drop them so close together is the lovers part part of the uh album still in the working still making the tracks oh um i probably shouldn't say this but yes Ooh, okay <laughs> depends when when you're gonna drop this but 
um, and I mean, now it's summer, so everyone's kind of gone on holiday, but I, I feel like it's, it's one of those cases where you, you kind of feel like you're done, but you're never really done, mm-hmm. if you know what I mean. Yeah. Like you can always improve a little bit. Or you can always just re-record that one more time. Or, so so I, I won't really um, feel like it's done until like my deadline of delivery, is, mm-hmm. and, which is kind of end of August so, so, or middle of August or whatever it is. So, mm-hmm. so I'm still... You know, I'm still writing a lot, like this summer, obviously not being able to f- play festivals. I've spent a lot of time in the studio. Right. Uh, I'm horrible at taking vacation. Uh-huh. Uh, so, so I'm still writing. And, you know, if I come across or I write something that feels like, yeah, no, this really needed, needs to be added to the, to the lot, then, then I, still, I still can. Um, but before I started the process and before I decided to kind of say that I had an album coming in, I already knew what it was going to be. So, so in many ways, I, I guess you could say that it's done. But it's like an everlasting project, making right. an album. Right. <laughs> Until it's out, you're still, still working on it, even right. if it's you know, in your mind or in, in the actual studio. Down to the very last minute. <laughs> <laughs> like an exam. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well... In closing, I, I wanted to just try. Is there, do you think you could maybe sing like one line of a song that's going to drop come September, October-ish? Oh, wow. Now I have a really husky voice today, so we'll see oh. we'll about this. Uh, okay. Right. God, I can't believe I'm doing this. <laughs> it goes, here's looking at you right now. That's all I can do right now. Ah, you got a new find now. But sometimes I allow myself to think about you. That's the husky version. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> I'm not going like, to fully sing out because that's going to just be embarrassing for me and the neighbors. So. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. That was great. So now, so now September, October can't come fast enough so we can all jam out to new Dagnet music. Yes. Yes. It's going to be great. We'll jam yeah. out to Yes, that's yeah. going to be great. Well, Dagny, this was great. I know you just walked in the door and you haven't quite settled in yet, so I will let you settle in now. But again, thank you very much for doing this. This was awesome. Yeah, thank you for chatting. It was nice. And I hope you have a great summer. Yes, what's left of it? We have like roughly a month and change, but I'll, I'll try and enjoy it. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> yes, and you do the same there. Thank you, I will. Yes, all right. Well, guys, thanks again for tuning in for this latest edition of Open Mic with Dagny. DJ What The Heck, I will see you guys next time.